Well, that was certainly a baseball game. We got a lot to talk about here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Tidian Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patna. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C. Pat 11 that's cpat11 be sure to also check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash control zone we post two additional podcasts on there every single week and if this is your first time joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it we have a ton to cover about the mariners today uh, particularly from this wild, wacky 2-1 to win that they just had in Oakland to secure a sweep over the A's. A sweep that, quite frankly, they had no business walking out of Oakland with, but we will take it. They were no hit through the first seven and two-thirds innings of this game by Frankie Montes. Then they got a couple of hits in the eighth inning, but hits were not required for them to win this game because in the ninth inning, they scored both of their runs that they needed to win this game on a pair of wild pitches by A.J. Puck. They walked four times and recorded zero hits in that inning and won this ball game. But you can't feel all too great walking out of this game because Ty France, unfortunately, had to leave with an apparent arm injury. It did not look good Either We're going to be talking a little later in the show about what it would mean for the Mariners if his absence, as is expected, ends up being extensive. We're also going to be talking about Tom Murphy, whose uh, season has officially come to an end. He is going to undergo uh, season-ending shoulder surgery uh, some point this week. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that as well. But let's get into this game. It was crazy. It was Dumb, <laughs> quite frankly. It was one of the dumbest games I, uh, we've watched all year. It was certainly the dumbest win that the Mariners have had this season. And I guess, Colby, Chaos Ball is back? Question mark? Um, <laughs> really bad Oakland A's baseball is back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is that is certainly true. Uh, questionable bullpen management. Uh, by Mark Kotze is, is back. Um, Montes was only at 102 pitches uh, and really only labored with high leverage pitches in the eighth. So, I mean, probably should have sent him back out there, but, you know, you, you'll take it. Um, I guess good on the Mariners for not chasing pitches that were a foot off the plate. I mean, that's something, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it's – one of those those wins that, you know, if it didn't have the big the big dark cloud of, of Ty France, um, possibly dealing with a major injury. I, I know the reports so far have been relatively optimistic, but I was was never worried about him having broken his his wrist or anything like that. I'm more worried about ligament damage, and and we'll find out more about that tomorrow when he has an MRI. Um, it's hard to imagine he's not headed to the IL. 
Um, even if it is only for 10 days, you know, this is you're right or 15 days. We're right in the stretch where those 15 days are the most critical to your entire season. And now you're going to be out without your best hitter in theory. We'll see. Maybe they get really good luck, but hasn't really been the Mariners way uh, this year, at least when it comes to their position players. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, overall that the game was, was wacky and the ninth inning was, um, I don't know, fun. I'll say it was, uh, honestly, once the bases were loaded, I felt like it'll be interesting to see how the A's blow this. I was thinking maybe a hit by pitch. Um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking maybe a bases loaded balk or something like that. I was not expecting two wild pitches on back to back hitters, but you know, you take what you can get, and and uh, at the end of the day, you are uh, you know you're you're three games closer to five hundred than you were uh, on Tuesday. So you'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Ray goes uh, six innings, gave up the one run in the first inning. He strikes out six, walks two, uh, gets 15 swings and misses, gave up six hard-hit balls. What did you see out of Ray today? Uh, yeah, not he, – he threw a lot of sliders today. Um, mm-hmm. The last start, last two starts really, it's been very sinker heavy, and, and he did feature that pitch pretty prominently, um, 22% two-seamers, 24% four seamers. Um, but yeah, he was really, really focused on the slider today. He threw 38 of them, uh, got 17 swings on them, uh, got seven whiffs on the pitch and actually threw three in the strike zone for called strikes. Um, he was pretty good. Uh, I'd, I'd stop short of calling him really good. Um, he actually mixed in a few more knuckle curves than we're used to. He threw 12, mm. 12, um, which is a bit, odd but the slider was pretty good uh for the most part threw some really bad ones threw some really good ones uh it it had good shape and you know seven whiffs on 17 swings it's pretty good uh ratio there so it was kind of more or less old old school robbie just in terms of the fastball slider combo but even in this game where he did predominantly you know 64 fastball slider uh he did throw you know 35% sinker knuckle curve. And so we are seeing him continuing to mix it up a little bit more than he has in the past. Um, and we'll see how he continues to attack lineups. Uh, eventually teams are going to adjust and then he'll have to adjust again. Uh, but it's three starts in a row that have been uh, very high quality. Uh, granted one of them came against Oakland, which eh. <laughs> uh, the other one yeah. came against the A's without Shohei Otani and Brandon wall or uh, Jared Walsh. So it was like, Eh, still impressive, you know. Anytime you take a no hitter into the what the eighth, the seventh, it's it's pretty impressive. So, mm-hmm. but it is three starts in a row, regardless of the opponent. Where Ray has, you know, I, I believe allowed one earned run over his last uh, three starts. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's good to see Robbie Ray. This is the Robbie Ray the Mariners paid for, uh, and they're finally starting to get it, which is nice because they're starting to get production from other players as well. Uh, mm-hmm. which honestly makes the, the whole Ty France thing even more of a bummer. Yeah, so let's talk about that and what that would mean for the Mariners. Um, we'll be getting into all of that in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. 
Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring will be one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N plus every order is assured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On, so the entire NBA channel is going live tonight. If you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA draft night. So Ty France, his injury looks pretty rough. He uh, he was in a considerable amount of pain. Uh, he was reaching for a ball on a throw by uh, Abraham Toro and got his arm kind of bent backwards by Sheldon Noisy, who, quite frankly, wasn't really in the base path. It's <laughs> a little a little further over to the left than than he probably should have been. Uh, and he uh, and like I said, France was in a lot of pain. He was. Uh, on the ground for for quite some time, uh, quite a few uh, Mariners coaches, players, etc., gathered around him. Um, it was uh, it was not a great sight. And when he got up, he was not he was trying to avoid putting any sort of uh, pressure on that arm as well. So uh, we'll see what it all means. Like you said earlier, the reports so far have been optimistic, but ultimately, what it comes down to is that MRI tomorrow, and we'll see what comes of that. Uh, so if this is an extensive absence for France. What does this mean for the Mariners? Is this in their season? Because, I mean, again, we saw it today. They are having a really hard time scoring runs consistently, and now you take their best bat out of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it ends their season, per se. I think what it does, though, is if you're Jerry DePoto and, and you know, maybe you want to wait to see the results of the MRI, but you probably need the bat anyways. Um, you know, we, we had heard talk that they were, you know, at least interested or they were talking about Nelson Cruz. Um, probably time to accelerate those talks because you have to replace the offense. You don't have to get a guy who necessarily plays first base. Um, that would be ideal. It'd be an easy transition, but you need somebody who can at least put up similar-ish numbers to Ty France. You can't go from Ty France to – a platoon of Dylan Moore and, and Kevin Padlow, right? Like that's just too far of a drop to, to sustain. So if you're talking about Nelson Cruz, I would double down on those talks tonight. Um, if you're, we're talking about Trey Mancini, I would, I would double down on those talks tonight. Uh, Josh Bell, like regardless of who it is, right. Uh, pick up the phone, start pushing those conversations. And, you know, DePoto himself said this morning uh, on seven ten that, uh, they're in still. They're they're they think their team is too good to not add to. Uh, but again, they can't afford to wait uh, until July to see if the team kind of works their way out of this, and and that you know gets even more amplified with uh, 
you know, it gets even more amplified with, with Ty France being out. So whatever you were talking about with Nelson Cruz or Josh Bell or Trey Mancini or whatever you were talking about acquiring, you, you mm-hmm. kind of need to, to go into overtime here and get that done. Um, and like I said, the good news is even if, if France is, is fine and he's not going to miss any time, which seems unlikely, uh, no problem. Mm-hmm. You're currently giving DH at-bats to Justin Upton and Abraham Toro. Like, yeah, come on. You're not that. No, just no. You're not going to use those guys as an excuse. So we'll see. But uh, I wouldn't say it's over, but obviously I think it puts more pressure on the front office and they need to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, which, you know, not shouldn't be surprising to anybody because, uh, you know, you and I have been talking about how the front office needs to act with more urgency for about Mm -hmm. a month straight. So. Yeah, maybe this is what makes it happen. But if they don't and they wait around and they say, well, let's see, they're not going to be in a position where it makes sense to go out and get a, a rental like Josh Bell or Trey Mancini. Mm-hmm. Well, Mancini does have a mutual option. So does Nelson Cruz. So that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you when you are acquiring those guys, you should kind of go into the into it with the mindset that, hey, I might only have this guy for the next three, four months. So, you know, yeah. and anything past that is is a bonus. So, but still that that should be taken into account here because, you know, you are in in still quite a bit of a hole. So, you know, the the odds of you actually making this kind of run to uh, you know, fight for the playoffs is is still relatively unlikely at the moment. So, you can't really justify spending a whole lot on rentals, but at least with someone like Cruz or Mancini, there's the possibility of having them for next year as well. So I, I would certainly look into that. I think really this only dooms the Mariners if France is out for an extensive period of time, if he's out for a month, two months, the whole season, what have you, and then they don't do anything. Yeah. They have it, to do it, something to go along with it if if France does miss time. They have to. They just have to. Yeah, this feels like one of those things where um, – But like the injury itself is is missing of what happened to Max Muncy, who ended up tearing his UCL. UCL is the Tommy John ligament, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if there's damage to type uh, UCL, that's that's it. Like it's over, game's over. Um, we'll see. Again, the MRI will let us know, but despite what you know service says he's caustic despite Ty France saying he actually feels okay right now just as if elbow none of that matters it's all hearsay it, it, it doesn't it shouldn't dictate Jerry Depoto's decision they needed to add a bat any and now if France even if France is only going to miss five days you cannot you know just roll with the offense minus Ty France and hope that you're still competing in five days. Um, because right now a five game losing streak basically ends your season. Like you really don't have a margin of error. So waiting around for hopefully Ty France is okay. Uh, is not, it's not a strategy. Um, yeah. so I, now you, you got to do something here cause you, you got to stabilize, you got to stabilize the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, you just, you just can't, he, like they're probably going to head into Anaheim tomorrow, you know, without Ty France, you know, even if he's only going to miss a couple of days, they're they're going to head into Anaheim yeah. with with without an addition made. I, I would I would think that's safe to assume, and that's fine for one game. But they cannot let this linger for multiple games. They they have to do something here to replenish this offense to supplement 
France's spot in some form or fashion because that's just such a huge piece to to an already bad offense. Like it's it's a bad offense that is getting minimal contributions from a considerable amount of its lineup on a, on a nightly basis. And, you know, fortunately they've gotten some nice contributions out of guys like Cal Raleigh and Taylor Trammell as of late. And Julio has been really good the last couple of days. And, um, you know, aside from today, but you know, the, the first two games of the series and, and, you know, but also JP's kind of hitting a little bit of a slump right now. So, uh, you know, Jesse Winker's starting to figure out some things, but you don't know if that's going to be another instance of him just kind of having a couple of good games and then falling off again. So there's just a lot of uncertainty in your lineup. And Ty France was the one guy that was really providing you a lot of certainty. And even he was slumping a little bit. But even then, losing him is a disaster for any sort of period of time. Whether it's three days, whether it's three months, it's an absolute unmitigated disaster for the Mariners at this point in time because he is that critical to this offense being average. Yeah. Let alone good. So... Yeah, they it's the 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 time is now for Jerry Depoto and company. They have to make a trade. Have to. No way around. Especially especially when you go on right, especially when you go on the radio and you say, "Oh no, we think our team is too good uh not to yeah. invest in for the 2022 season." And then your best player gets hurt and now you're going to be like, "Oh, well, you know." Psych. Like it it doesn't yeah. work, right? So Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You have to go out and you have, you have to make a move. And, and you know, it's a huge loss, and you're not going to get somebody as good offensively as Ty France. That, that guy's not available yeah. out there. But can you go get a guy like Josh Bell or, or Nelson Cruz or um, you know Mancini or whoever, somebody who's good, and then hope that the rest of the team steps up as some of them already have? Um, Justin Winkers had a pretty nice month of May. Or sorry, of June, uh, and you've already mentioned Raleigh and Julio. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's if if you really believe that your team is too talented to not to invest in them this year, then you need to go get you need to have a new bat here by Monday, um, yeah. and preferably sooner. But you really can't. It's it's you know you catch a little bit of a break. You're not going to face Otani this weekend, uh, but you know it doesn't really matter who the Mariners face. Their offense is wildly inconsistent so uh they need a new bat here they got to find a way to try and win this series without ty france and then that's that's going to be a tall order so uh they need somebody here by monday and and if they have to pay 110 cents on the dollar to make it happen then they just that's what they have to do yeah yeah you just can't can't mess around anymore especially when like you said you're making comments like that on the radio about how you view this team it just because if you don't it doesn't add up it just doesn't add up whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so the injury news doesn't stop there for the Mariners. Uh, they got more bad news today, unfortunately. Tom Murphy is done for the year. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just don't have the time to research every single amazing thing that's going to make my body feel great, and I'm sure neither do you. So what is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, 
probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things, and it only costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's also lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry, right here in the U.S. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the Mariners are going to be without Tom Murphy for the rest of the season. And that blow is limited a little bit because Cal Raleigh has been so good here in the month of June, but it still hurts because Murphy was off to a really nice start offensively. He has, of course, a good rapport with the pitching staff, a very unique pitching staff, by the way. And he's also a leader in the Mariners clubhouse. So the Mariners are losing a lot here with the loss of Murphy for the rest of the season. He tried to make his way back. Um, you know, it did look uh, like uh, for a while there that he was going to be able to make it back for that Boston series, the uh, the four-game set in Boston. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he suffered a setback at that time. And then we hadn't really heard much about that for the last month. And now it just it comes down that, you know, from Scott Service today saying that they just needed to shut it down. He just wasn't responding properly after uh, dislocating his shoulder. There might be some other damage in there. Of course, he's going to need to have surgery to, to repair that. So it's really unfortunate. Um, the Mariners aren't in an awful place uh, catching wise. Like I said, you know, Raleigh's been really good this month. Um, and, you know, Terenz, at least defensively, has been better than expected. Uh, so... You know how do how do you feel about the uh, the Mariners' catching position the rest of the way now that we know that Murphy is not coming back? Feel okay about it. Yeah. Um I think it hurts more in terms of the uh, the leadership uh, that Murphy had, the the stature that he had in that clubhouse. Um, just that he's not going to be around uh, for the rest of the year. Um, statistically speaking, you know Murphy was never going to sustain what he was doing. Before he went on the IL, that's fine. Uh, but Raleigh is every bit a legitimate starting catcher right now, um, even though I, I suspect he, too, will slow down eventually. You got to figure, right? Um, but he's been incredible in June, and if, if he's even 80% of that uh, the rest of the way, then then you're fine there. And, and Terenz is uh, certainly, for all of the shortcomings, he's still hitting for a decent average, got another hit today. Um, and he's you know providing plenty good defense to, to be a viable backup. Um, Trends might get some, some looks at first base here uh, with Ty France out and a kind, kind of a way to get both him and Raleigh in the lineup without having to worry about DHing one of them. Um, so I, I, I still think Terence can hit a little bit here. And the defense has been, you know, a pleasant surprise and it's at least good enough that he can catch two or three times a week, which is all you need your backup catcher to do. So feel okay about it. Uh, overall, um, Obviously, you'd, you'd rather have Tom Murphy than not have him, and your yeah. catching depth is, takes a big hit. But uh, overall, if the other two guys stay healthy, big if. I, I feel okay about the catcher position. It's it's not so, it's not at the top of my list of, of areas to get better at at the deadline. Mm-hmm. 
So I agree with you that we might actually see Terenz at first base, but that also means that you're kind of running the risk that if your catcher gets hurt, you know, that, that creates a little bit of a problem there. But could we see Brian O'Keefe then? Not really. Uh, because, like, Terenz gets hurt running the bases or, you know, he gets tie France, I, I guess we'll start calling it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Then, no, you just roll Dylan Moore out there at first base, and the next day you call sure. O'Keefe. It's, it's not that big of a deal. All right. um, so so no O'Keefe then you you, you don't want to see uh, O'Keefe I here. St- I still like the idea of O'Keefe, um, mm. just because he's hitting so well in AAA, and and I wanted to start using Terenz more as the DH. I feel like if Luis got a little more playing time right now, he he he, like there's no way he's worse offensively than Abraham Toro right now, right? Like <laughs> like why shouldn't yeah. Luis Terenz? It's not saying getting, much, but yeah. <laughs> no, but like why shouldn't Luis Terenz be getting Abraham Toro's at bats? You say, well, it's because he can only play catcher and, and first base and DH. Well, guess what just became available? <laughs> and guess what was always available? DH. So, yeah, he, he should be. So, if you have O'Keefe, you don't want to DH Terenz because you're worried about, you know, if Raw gets hurt and I got to put Terenz back there and now my pitcher's hitting, blah, blah, blah. Well, you carry O'Keefe and he's more valuable to you than, than Kevin Padlow. Um, the great walker, Kevin Padlow. Um so, yeah, that, that's King Padlow. King Padlow. <laughs> yes, the guy who who took four pitches that were in the other batter's box. Yeah, that guy. Elite, um, elite walksman. Elite walksman. <laughs> elite pitch taker. <laughs> Kevin Padlow. Uh, he just serves more purpose than than them there. My guess is that they'll just. Uh, we're probably not going to get a a uh, tie France to the IL decision tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but if it does happen on on Saturday. Uh, my guess is they would just call up Drew Ellis and Padlow would just kind of be the new first baseman for a while, which gross, but who else is on the 40 man that's down there? O'Keefe's not, mm. you know, and, and it, so it's not going to be Kelnick. We know that. So it's kind of has to be Drew Ellis unless you acquire somebody, which, well, don't, don't they have a 40 man spot still? Oh yeah, they do. You're right. They do. So, uh, so yeah, so they could, they could IL France and then call up o- and then add O'Keefe to the 40 man if they want to. Uh, that's probably the route I would take, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But the Mariners could be in a worse spot, at least catching-wise. We'll see what they do in response to the France injury. That's that's a big one. Uh, you you got to do something there, like we said. But we'll see what happens over the next 24 hours or so. And we'll be back on the Lockdown Mariners podcast tomorrow afternoon. Be sure to check us out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow inside the Mariners at inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at C-Pat 11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts and the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Ems. Peace.